Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. All right, now, Marcel, this episode is going to be fun because we get to look at something that I haven't had in a long time, and that is Southern cooking and the memories that went with it. So for those who don't know, during my time in the military, uh, I was stationed at Schofield Barracks, Hawaii, and Fort Polk, Louisiana. And if you've been to either location, you know that they have one thing very much in common with one another, and that is unique foods. You know, in Hawaii, I have had the fortunate and unfortunate opportunity to eat some things interesting. Uh, poi, which basically is a purple glue. Um, it, oh, it's, it's very bland and You're nasty. You're not supposed to eat poi, Mac. You're supposed to spit it out. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I definitely <laughs> did that. Uh, and I've had I've had the you know the Poly- Polynesian center uh, poi, and I've had the actual poi poi too. So either one still. <laughs> um, but uh, you know I've also had things like poke and poo poo platters and stuff like that. Got so it. yeah, they're they're interesting. But the reason why I'm saying that is because Louisiana has its own style of food, mm-hmm. and it is something that is so unique that you can't find it anywhere else. And I think the main reason why you can find, you know, jambalaya and all that stuff, but you can't find Creole jambalaya unless you are actually down in Louisiana. And obviously, Marcella, you know how it is with food. Every culture has their own style of food and their own ways of putting it together, especially the memories of our grandparents eating it. Now, obviously for you, as someone who's grown up in in the Latin culture and just thinking about some of the things, what was some of the things that like your, uh, your grandmother created that you liked or your mom created that you really liked and you have great memories of? I'd have to go back to my dad. You know, my dad was a fisherman. So, Oh, that's right. That's right. We we ate a lot of fish and uh, sometimes shark octopus, not my favorite. Um, I think my favorite thing was just uh, the salmon. Oh, yeah, that's right. made a good salmon, but he fried it. And I don't know anybody who fries it. So I'm, but my grandmother's too. You know, I I, I have the Puerto Rican side. I have the Mexican side. So we've got, I've got this, a plus Mac. I was raised very American. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that. But uh, you're Mm -hmm. right. Traditional Hispanic food, you know, from either continent. I'm, I'm good. I'm there for it. Oh yeah, well, you know that's that's something that we definitely both really enjoy of because I am definitely one that loves Latin food. Um, I'm not much on the spice of the Latin food, but more of the flavor than anything. And that's that's something that we're going to be talking about today, huh? Lightweight. I am. I know it's the heartburn thing that gets me. Sorry, but it is that thing that we that we're going to be talking about today is really it's not just the food that we're going to be really touching on, but it's mostly like the lifestyle behind it. But it is that point of there's so many things that go with it. And that's what our next guest has done. He's taken, you know, the memories uh, from his, his grandma Mertz and 
you know, some of the family th- family recipes as well. But he's also put a spin on it, you know, because just like Mama, you know, he's a jack of all trades and he's had a colorful and colorful life and career. So he's decided to create something that there's not a lot of out there. And that's a book that's more for your everyday life, not a restaurant, not like, you know, you're going to find on TV or anything like that. You're going to find just in your home. I'm going to just bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the inspiring Creole cook of traditional memories himself, Mr. Clay Morris. Clay, thank you for being on here. We appreciate it. Wow, Maccabee. Thank you so much for for such an awesome, uh, amazing introduction. Marcella, great, hey, to, great to be on today. Hello, hello, hello. I'll, I'll just start off and tell well, with telling you guys how grateful I am. You guys reached out and uh, and connected and uh, invited me onto onto your platform to help bring light, to help uh, inspire and encourage and motivate and motivate folks that to uh, get around whatever cooking vessel it is that you like inspires you that that moves you to make those memories, those family memories, families and friends, and and uh, whether it's a gumbo pot, whether it's a Hey, uh, it's it's crawfish season right now down here in oh. South Louisiana. So whether it's a, uh, a, a crawfish bowl or barbecue pit, a smoker, the, the the traditional oven oven and stove in the kitchen, whatever vessel that is, the vision that I have with inspired cooking and sharing stories and being transparent in those stories from my life is an effort to inspire you as the reader to reflect on your past and your childhood and inspire you to create those memories for yourself as an adult. A little bit about me. Uh, I live in Denham Springs, Louisiana, suburbia, if you will, uh, just a little bit outside of Baton Rouge. And I'm married uh, to a wonderful wife, Michelle. She, well, we've been married going on 11 years now. Uh, we've got a, a fantastic, huge blended family of uh, seven children and fixing them and eight eight grandchildren fixing to be nine. I know you're looking at me like, how can this young guy have eight, have eight or nine grandchildren? Well, well, you, you, uh, you know, I've had, a, I've had a fantastic life in, uh, in uh, started young. Well, we we did start young. I was 21 when we had our first child and uh, just a fantastic time. I spent 24 years uh, serving in our military. I, I did 11 years active army where where I went all over the world, all over the world and got to see other cultures. And then I got really kind of tired of moving the family around and, and uh, you know, every couple of years being re- and relocating. So I decided to move home back to Louisiana, got off of active duty, but I loved the military. So I stayed in the military and uh, ended up doing 13 years in the Louisiana guard, uh, retired after a long, a long term of that, of uh, being activated for relief efforts, hurricane relief efforts after hurricanes Katrina and Rita, so um, that's a little bit, a little bit about me. In your in your cooking memoirs, I like to think of it. You have given us some great things to think about when it comes to the big F's in everyone's life. You know, faith, family, and food. And how these things make up a great deal of what makes us, you know, us. What was something that your family, like Mama, instilled in you? Or was this something that you found later on in your life when you started to build your own baseball team of a family? 
<laughs> I love the way you I love the way you put that because there were often times that we would call it a basketball team uh, uh, or, or or the the beginnings of a baseball team and yeah part of that what they brought to the table if you will uh, is is just the love of feeding people the 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 love to that you see whenever you see someone take a bite of something that you have poured your heart into you prepared and to see that face kind of like light up you hope you're hopefully you're you're getting to see that right and and the anticipation is there the anticipation is like okay i hope they love it i hope they love it i hope they love it and when when you see that smile on their face or 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 that the the verbiage or 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 something that says "Mm, oh my gosh this is so good that is what it, it, it just makes me feel so good. Uh, just last week, I prepared a. Uh, uh, I'm working on a on a second book, uh, and we're we're going to call it "Inspired Cooking." Duh, uh, French for two, right? That's and amazing. I was working on a recipe last <laughs> week that uh, uh, I, I moved a. Uh, I brought a pot roast. Uh, I called it Pops's Pot Roast, right? Well, I brought it over to him. His daughter had major surgery. She's less than two years old. Uh, so I brought it over to him and his family. He sent me a picture of her as as she was eating, eating, eating what I prepared and with a big old smile. And, and the text message said, man, he said, he said, she is eating this faster than I can. And that's what makes the difference. That's that's what makes that's what inspires me. That that's you. First of all, you've already answered two of my questions. So. I'm going to have to think of something new to ask you today. Um, but, you know, it's funny because in a Hispanic family, they love it when you love it. But if you don't, you're eating it anyway. So so <laughs> that's probably Ain't, the major difference there. And there's Ain't a story. Maccabee, I don't know if you if you if you got to yep. that story, but there's a story of some very similar to that in, about, about my grandma Merck. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Oh, I, no. I will never eat another Brussels sprout. They're ever. awful. Ever. They're awful. Oh no! There, there's a tr- there's a real reason why he is saying that on this one. And you'll oh, have to Lord. read the book on this one. It is good. It is so hilarious. He had, you were talking about your family, and I wondered how much of what was instilled in you you've uh, instilled in your children and your, and grandchildren. Have they? Um, found their appreciation for everything that you grew up with. I know that, you know, when I think about uh, the cooking and a lot of the other things that my um, my parents learned from their parents and grandparents, because my great-grandparents were around for quite some time, um, I'm wondering how your children have adopted or have they adopted some of these traits and, and the appreciation for everything that you've you've learned? Wow, that's a great question. A wonderful question. And uh Actually, as I as I look back and, and uh, go to answer that answer that, I've got uh, another one of my sons uh, is about to graduate med school. Uh, actually, this May he's graduating med school. He's got a family, you know, he's a wife, and they've got a, they've got a young daughter. And Ryan loves to cook gumbo. He loves he enjoys cooking. It's very therapeutic for me. And I, I, I can see the therapeutic part in there for him as well. And uh, he actually p- picked that up from myself, his mom, as well as her mom. Because as you say, Marcella, the, the, we pick things up from our family, right? Well, 
my my former wife's mom, Miss Ruth, is well. She was a dietitian at, at, at a local hospital for years, and by a, an incredible cook. So Ryan grew up seeing her work in the kitchen for hours and she would be whistling and everything. And so in that aspect, we have brought that, we have moved that on and passed that torch. You know, I, I, just the other day, I got another text, a text from another one of my sons that uh, cooking some ribs on the, on the, on a smoker. He sent me pictures and, and, uh, and we sent, we, we, we uh, we've really connected on that. Um, that became another connecting point other than sports or support of their education. So, yeah. And yeah, when he says sports, he, he means LSU. Uh, Go Tigers, baby. Go Tigers. <laughs> I had to put that in there because that's a huge thing in Louisiana. It is. Huge. But we're we're going to go from Louisiana, and we're gonna we're gonna take it up to Iowa for a little while because I, I want to yeah. I want you to to explain to people. I want to talk about old Leroy and uh, old my truck. Yeah, Leroy the truck. Yeah, this because this is the something that made me think about my childhood so much growing up in the country. Yeah. But this story made me really remember something that my dad. Uh, used to tell me when I was growing up, and that was when when you meet somebody, you never know who you're going to meet or how much of an impact they're going to have on your life. And these two stories are really one and the same because this is how you bet one of your best friends. Yes. One of your old fishing buddies. So can you explain a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. I can. I would love to, because uh, you just, you just brought back a whole nother level of memory. Uh, and, and actually I, I was on the phone with my best friend yesterday or the, or no, the day before, I'm sorry. He lives down in, uh, on the Gulf, Mississippi Gulf coast now. And, uh, we we both actually still work where we work for the same company, even though, and, and it's not the government like we were in the military, but we followed each other around since then. And, uh, but uh, the day the day that he and I met, I worked at a, I was assigned to a MEP station, the military entrance processing station, right? Where you go and take your ASVAB test, you get fingerprinted, you get do all of your initial paperwork and 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 get classified into a a job specialty for the military, right? Well, that's what I did, and that was a four year assignment, a fantastic assignment. I I did end up experiencing some brutal cold weather that I'll never forget. Negative 57 wind chills is not my game, but I can say that I survived it, right? So when when uh, my best friend, my best buddy, Tony, ended up being my best friend, but uh, he uh, he walked in the door and had this swag to me. I was in the Army, uh, so Joint Services uh, Command, right? He was in the Navy. So he comes in, and he's a petty officer in the Navy. Uh, we were both E-5s. I was a sergeant. He was a, he was a petty officer, and... And uh, so he comes in and he's got this swag with him, you know, he's bouncing, bouncing, kind of, kind of walking like he knows he is the goods. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, he's got some confidence with him. So he walks up to me and I've got my truck sitting out in the parking lot, uh, Leroy. And uh, he walks up to me and uh, I introduce myself and tell him, welcome aboard, you know, and he goes, you know, whose truck that is? And I said, yeah, that's mine. I'm thinking he's gonna he's gonna dog me out about Leroy because 
uh, what I affectionately called Leroy was uh, actually a, a, a God awful truck. I paid like, I think it was three or $500 for it. And uh, it had studded tires, which are illegal. Okay. It had no, no muffler, which again is illegal. It had a, uh, a screwdriver that you used to start it uh, with the, with the uh, ignition. It didn't have a key. In other words, it had a uh, blue f- or a, it was, originally blue it had a green door with a red fender the bed was all rusted out man i mean this was thing was it was a piece of work but it got me that's as country as you can get right there that's country baby it got me to 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 working back and it more importantly it got me to the lake and back and it got me to the woods and back it would burn so much oil that I had, a, I would have to carry a case of oil in, in the truck with me. When I got to the, got to where I was going, the truck was fixing to overheat. I, it had just enough to get me where I was, where I was going to my, to the lake that I went and to the, to the hunting, hunting area that I would hunt. And I would, I would, uh, I would go do my thing outdoors. Me and Tony would, we come back, fill it up with oil, fill it, make sure, make sure it still had uh, water in the, uh, in the radiator, hop in, just enough to get us back. Then, uh, so Leroy served a, a real good purpose. But Tony and I met that day, and we went fishing. And uh, when we went fishing, we just connected right off the bat. And and we've been following each other around the world, literally around the world, ever since. And that was ooh, 80, 1987 or 88, I believe it was, when we first met. We, we watched our kids grow up uh, partially together. Uh, we're so close that uh, uh, Tony invited me to his Navy retirement ceremony, which if you're familiar with the military and the, and the traditions that the Navy has, uh, it's a, the retirement ceremony is something that's very, very special, especially when you're a chief petty officer. And uh, I was one of the side buoys, the, or, the only army army guy that was that was a side buoy in his retirement ceremony. Uh, so uh, yeah, we have gotten very close. And uh, like you said, Maccabee, there are people that 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 are put in your life that you run into. Some you will you will follow forever, and some will be for a fleeting moment. Excuse me, but I, I'm just so thankful that. Tony and I have lasted for so long and, and, uh, and, and we've got many years ahead of us. So yeah, great, great, great stuff. I love that story about Leroy. That's a great bromance story. It is. He's my I bro love that. You don't hear that. Right. <laughs> no. And here, here's the one thing about that bromance when they first started. Uh, and, and this is the reason why I wanted to say this. Tell us about old Mo. Old you Mo. Well, now, now keep in mind that this was our this was our first day that we met. We haven't known each other twenty four hours yet, so we're we're fishing off the bank. Neither one of us had a boat, right? And we love bass fishing, so we're fishing. We're casting our casting our line, and and I'm throwing a spinner bait over a a log, probably about uh, I guess it was about forty feet out or so from the bank. I feel this hit on on my bait, so I set the hook. And I've got, there's a big old bass on, on, on the line. Well, I try to bring him over the log and the hook buries into the log. And I'm for about five minutes, I'm trying to get this big thing across the log and I can't do it. I can't, I mean, I, I, he'll get almost there and then he'll, 
I'll have to I'll have to let him let it back down because I'm afraid the line's gonna pop, you know. So I look over at Tony and I say, Hey man, come here. He said, he said, All right, we do he said, What you want me to do? I said, I want you to hold this rod. He said, What are you gonna do? I said, I'm going in after him. So I swam, I, I, I waded in the water and swam out there, unhooked him, and swam back to the swam back to the bank. And uh Tony goes, You're not riding in the front of my in the front of my, 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 my truck. He, he had a, uh, a, uh, a Suzu trooper. It was a brand new Suzu trooper at the time. You know, he's like, you're going to have to ride in the back. <laughs> so he, we ended up riding in the back and that was actually the first day I met his wife. And as I'm standing on the back, back of, on the back deck of their duplex and, uh, stripped down to my, my underwear hosing myself off with all the mud that I picked up. <laughs> so yeah, that was funny. Oh mo. The reason why I say that is because you don't get a lot of those stories anymore of those like those are the times that you know you have a good friend when you can literally be outside in your underwear as he's spraying you off, getting all the mud off of you. It's yeah. not very many times you get stories like that. That's uh, the I, reason why I that. We just met now. Keep in mind. Exactly. exactly. 24, 24 hours. Yeah, it I was know. crazy. Oh, yeah. And, and so here's another thing I really want to ask you on this one, because it was the way that you, you put it. Like, obviously, the, a lot of these recipes are really, you know, they have some type of meaning behind them. Why was it so important to put these specific recipes in the book? Well, that and, and that's a great question because, uh, so, so like you say, some of them have, have have an absolute definite connection behind them. <clears throat> Ones like like uh, Mama's biscuits. Okay, it's a very simple recipe, but part of part of my memory from her as I reflected about her when I was writing this, writing the story about her in my childhood and how she impacted my, my childhood. Part of that memory was every time we went to her house, it didn't matter if it was 4 PM, 4 AM, 10 AM, 10 PM. It didn't matter. She had homemade, fresh homemade buttermilk biscuits. Then I didn't have the recipe. Uh, as, as the story goes, I didn't have the recipe. And so I cre- recreated it as best as I could. And I feel like I did a really, came very, very close to authenticity with it. Um, I reached out to my sister, Donna, and she had the, uh, she said, well, I've got the ingredients. I said, great. That's a great, that's a great start. I can work with that. And after about three or four renditions, I feel like I did a, I did a phenomenal job with it. And, uh, and it's a very simple recipe. Just all we have to do is remember the le- the le- least amount of finger finger touches we have on the dough, the better it's going to be. Because the more you t- mess with it, the the more you damage damage those biscuits, and they're, they're not going to they're not going to rise properly. So a little tip, a little tip that uh, can that maybe can help somebody out when they're when they're dealing with uh, homemade biscuits. Yeah, that's that's. Um... Wow. You're, you're making me nostalgic. My great grandma passed eight years ago. And when she left us, I, there was always this question of who's going to remember these things. So mm-hmm. I do have a great aunt who's still around 
and and I'm glad that she's still around. We just, you know, none of us remember these things. We we had a version of a biscuit in Spanish. We call them dumplines. So they're like dumplings. Um, but in English, if you if you really look at them and you look at the translation, it's really a fry bread. And no one makes fry bread like my mama. That's what we called her, mama. Mama. Nobody, mama. Mama. Because Hispanic, mama. Nobody makes them like her. I guess, you know, I, I, I already asked you about your children and how they are um, acclimating, I guess, to the culture and, and, and learning everything from you. What do you want to leave behind for them other than this book? And you already said you were working on something else because I was going to ask you what was next. But what is it that you want to leave behind for your grandchildren to instill in them? What would you like for them to remember about you? That is a that's a great question and one one that I actually I actually do think about uh, fairly often. Uh, one of the things that I, I I hope that I have been able to pass on and live my life. I've made a lot. First off, I've made made a lot of mistakes, a ton, a ton of mistakes. I've made some a lot of poor choices. Uh, uh, thankfully, I've been forgiven. Thankfully, I, there has been reconciliation. For people that I have, have have wronged, people that I have hurt, to include to include my children, to include my ex-wife, you know. So, as they say, I'm an open book. I really am an open book. I, I, uh, I what I have found is if I'm going to write these stories, I've got to and do it effectively. There can't be any any. Uh, it has to be transparent and be and really really feel like it is. Uh, coming from the heart and coming from a place of transparency. So that's what I, one of the things that I would like to love to be able to be able to be known for is someone that was raw, someone that was really true and someone that, that acknowledged their imperfection. You know, every Sunday where we go to church, our pastor gives us a, uh, right before he delivers the, the uh, message for the day, he said, you know, uh, uh, repeat after me, I, I'm here not because I have to be, but because I want to be. I'm not perfect, but I serve the one who is. And and I'm not perfect. And uh, nobody is perfect. But we do serve serve the one who is. And as people look at my life, I would really want them to be able to see the imperfection and overcoming those imperfections. And being able to be you know, equip yourself and accept the equipment that God is giving you to make a kingdom impact and to impact everyone that you possibly can in your impact zone. Everybody's got a zone. Everybody's got a zone. Some zones are bigger, some zones are smaller, but everyone has an impact zone, and we can all make a positive impact within that zone. So, uh, yeah, that's what I would couple of the things that I would want my dash to be remembered by or remembered like is uh, one who served one, one who was an imperfect servant, uh, but was forgiven and, and stayed the course. So I hope that that uh, was uh, beautiful. And it, it touched me. I have grandchildren and I, I sometimes. You look just like me. See, I mean, you're too young to have grandchildren. They're little, they're little, they're um, five and two. And I, I listening to you, that's, you know, my, my grandmother passed uh, 25 years ago. She was way too young. She was just turning 60. Mm. And I think in listening to you, 
you're making me very emotional because I remember that she was perfectly imperfect. And that was what I loved about her. She was extremely human. Yes. And um, I think that's probably the best answer I've heard ever for that question. Well, Mac, well, do you, you, do you, um, did you want to say something to that? Because I can see your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're fine. You're I'm fine. Old. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Marcella, I, I, I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, my vision when I, when, uh, when I got the vision to create this book, number one, excuse me, I went into the project wanting to share recipes. Well, when I, during my research, I found that recipe books are a marketing, a marketing deal for established chefs, restaurateurs, uh, and folks like that, right? Folks that are already established. Well, I'm not established. I'm not an established chef. I just have a passion for cooking, right? So I, I was like, yeah, well, that's not going to work. That's not me. Uh, so then I got to thinking and got to talking to some very good uh, people or people that give very good advice. And one of the people is in my book. Uh, there's, a, there's a story in there called, What Are You Waiting For?, the uh, one of my uh, business associates that I I've done business with, she is a a one of those uh, established chefs, right? Well, she started her career several decades ago, and and we've been friends for that long. And for some reason, my desk, my laptop is unplugged. Guys, excuse me a second. I just got a low battery. Okay, we're good. That's never happened before. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Again, again, I'm real, right? I mean, we have we no, have real it, we're issues. loving that. We're loving this. But, but yeah. uh, so I reached out to Chef Celeste, and uh, she she also Celeste. agreed to endorse my. And uh, so Celeste, we had the conversation. And I told her, and I told her about my vision, and she said, "What are you waiting for?" And that was the trigger or the, the statement that I was looking for, for me to actually pull the trigger and, and, and say, Hey, giddy up, let's go. Let's see, how, let's see where this takes us. And uh, it has opened up so many doors. Uh, I mean, it's just been, a, uh, it's really turned into a ministry. Uh, you know, I, I, we've been able to support uh, nonprofits. My, uh, there's another story in that book about uh, phone calls is, is, is what it's entitled. The, uh, it's a, a very, very emotional story about when my grandson, who is who just just left from here this morning, and uh, he, uh, he was diagnosed with brain cancer a year and a half ago, I think it was. But uh, that story is one that uh, I had to have in the book because the uh, journey that he he has he has gone through is just incredible. So uh, you know, I say all this to remind just just as a reminder of how transparent I am in my in my stories and I do want them to be inspiration my vision and the ministry that I have is one that equips me to give back to things give back to St. Jude uh two dollars from every book that is sold goes to St. support St. Jude's Children's Hospital uh, we've also been able to support a, uh, I've got another friend of mine I met in the military that uh, he lives, he's retired also. Well, his dad was a pillar in the community where he's at, a little small country town in, in uh, Missouri. And uh, he created a, after his dad's passing, 
he created a scholarship for uh, for those that are for children, kids that aren't going to uh, the traditional uh, uh, level of uh, university, uh, kids that are going to Votech and become a welder and a little much like Dale's dad was. And uh, so we've been able to support that as well, as well as well as, uh, as just feeding for Christmas this past year, we were able to feed uh, an apartment complex of uh, 42, 42 senior citizens. There's 42 units and 42 seniors in there. So you do the math. There's one per, basically one per per unit. Right. They're living by themselves. And uh, we've been able to do that and make that kind of impact by partnering up with our with our local church here. So uh, it's it has opened up a lot of doors. Uh, we're excited about what lies ahead. Uh, uh, we don't, we're not a hundred percent certain, but we are certain of one thing that, that we are going about this. And I say we, uh, me, uh, m- with my wife's support, uh, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the uh, guy that, uh, that puts pen to paper and puts recipes on the plate. Uh, and she's my taste tester. She's my, my <laughs> confidant and she, she is my, 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 just my, my rock that uh, gives me everything that I need to, uh, to move forward in this, in this ministry. So, yeah. That's, that's such a, that's a beautiful story. And I'm looking forward to reading all of that, all of that about your family, especially I'm looking forward to reading all the bits about them. Um, this has been such a, a great chat, Clay. I'm so glad that you came here to talk to us today. Um, I do have a couple of more questions for you. They're very yep. quick. They're very quick. I'm hoping that you'll get the reference because we have this challenge every week. The first question, what's your writing kryptonite? Yeah, and, and uh, fortunately, I have tuned in uh, to, uh, to uh, other, other shows. So I kind of have kind of have had a head start on, uh, on answering that question. My kryptonite when it comes <laughs> to writing is distractions. Uh, I'm like, oh, man, my mind races. And Must be it, all the food. And it, <laughs> it is just going and going and going, right? As I, I look at that kryptonite and look at my scattered brain, I have to make sure that I am making, first off, if I if I listen to the, 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 the saboteur, I'm going to procrastinate. I'm not going to get anything <laughs> done. I'm going to bounce from job to project to project, right, Marcella? And I'm gonna sit there, and I'm gonna say it's not gonna. I'm gonna convince myself it's not gonna happen. So I make an appointment by by making an appointment with myself, like a doctor's appointment, right? Gotcha. I'm holding that, I'm holding that appointment, but the so the the scattered brain part. If I'm not, if I don't make that appointment, that's my trip tonight. That Just, sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Shut up. To- both of us actually <laughs> both of us are like that but mostly marcella uh, yeah, that course that course is actually called positive intelligence is what the course is called it's phenomenal we're definitely yeah. gonna have to look positive on that. intelligence yeah hit me up I'll, I'll, I'll give you a point of contact okay interesting thank you uh okay last question um i usually ask if there's a favorite quote that you have that um inspires you to continue everything you're doing but I, I wonder if there's something I always I always wonder if it's not a quote. Is there something in general that inspires you to just keep going, to write, to be who you are? Yeah, 
it, it, there really is one of one actually uh, and, and it it will tie into one of my favorite quotes by john maxwell is uh and i believe i actually think he got it from uh maybe uh jim Rohn, but uh People don't know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when I heard that three or four years ago, I started on a personal growth journey that has helped transform my life uh, into, into not looking at myself, but looking at others. And as I continue to on that personal growth journey, okay, there's also a story in the book about uh, you can't pour, it's called, you can't pour from an empty bucket. We have to continuously pour into ourselves. Okay. If we're going to anticipate any, any success in making a difference in someone else's life. So that is, that's what keeps me going, knowing that I have to keep loving myself enough to give me tools that I can make that I can, that can allow me to make an impact. Uh, and you know, when I started that journey, it was four, four, a little over four. Well, yeah, right up a little over four years ago. And I look back at my social media and, and I invite you to look at my social media, look at it now and then scan back five years ago and look at the difference in what I'm communicating and you will see there's a definite transformation because I look at it. And I'm like, who in the world would ever want to hang out with you, Mr. Negativity? I was it was terrible. I look back at it and, I, and I, you know, part of me wants to erase it. But the other part says, no, that was you. You need to hang on to that and, re- and remember that that you were you were you were sending out those negative vibes and uh you're better than that. You're worthy and, and you are a winner and you are, you are making an impact. So those words of affirmations, we got to hear those as well. That's what I, that's what I cling to. You know, I I love it so much because it's so true. And, you know, sometimes I think we all have to do that too. We have to, you know, have that courage to take that journey of saying, Hey, look at where I was five years ago to where I'm at now. And that doesn't matter if it's just on social media. It doesn't matter if it's at your work, your relationships, your faith. It doesn't matter. Just go back and see how far you've grown. And it's yeah. one of those things. And you know what? I, Clay, I definitely want to thank you so much. I know Marcella wants to, to, to thank you so much for being on here today and just sharing your story behind not only your book, but also yourself to give a little bit of a personal insight into who you are and why you wrote the book for other people. So Clay, the floor is yours. Please tell everyone where you can, where they can find yeah. you online, any special events you're going to be participating in and anything you would just like to show the uh, close the show with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, thank y'all again so much. And uh, for the, for the great questions and being such fantastic hosts, y'all, y- y'all work well together and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, you're keeping up with your success and what you guys do with your dash. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, one thing I've realized, uh, it's not about me. 
it's about it's about the it's about the impact that I can make. It's not about me. It's about lives that will be changed. There's something called ripple effects. Pam Tebow, Tim Tebow's mother, wrote a book entitled Ripple Effects. I would recommend uh, not. And it's kind of kind of geared towards women and women's ministry. But I read it and 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 I mean I'm not a woman, <laughs> so and it did me it did me a lot of good. Uh, but uh, what, one, one of the things it talks about and throughout consistent throughout the, throughout her book is how the little things that we do affect so many people that we don't even see. And uh, so, uh, yeah, keep up. I would, I would say keep doing what you guys are doing because you're making a difference. You're making an impact in not only the author's life that you're interviewing, but other lives as well. Okay, so uh, uh, I, 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 I do have a website. Uh, my website is inspiredcookingwithclay.com. It is uh, total, totally revamped and re- redone as of, uh, as of this month, as of February this month. <clears throat> so uh, uh, check it out there. I do offer free shipping of, uh, of my book. It, every book purchased through my through my website is is signed it, it is it is signed with a personal message to to you and uh it, it does include free shipping i would i would encourage you guys to take a look at that website and to ju- always remember to to uh, that the things that we do impact other people okay we all have choice we can either do things that will make a positive impact in our zone or we can do things that will make a negative impact in our zone. And you can also look me up on Facebook. I've got a, a Facebook group. It is not a private group. It's called Inspired Cooking. On Instagram, Inspired Cooking with Clay. And I am on LinkedIn as well. So uh, uh, hit me up. I'd love to be able to connect with you guys and, uh, and, and, uh, and, share, and share some more positive stories. Uh, some events with, that are coming up. There is a literary event in New Iberia that uh, I, I could possibly be at. I know, I know my, my real good friend, Dominique, who has been on your show. He's bringing his son, who has written his first book as well. So he's going to be over there with his book. And, uh, and we're just we're just reaching out to as many folks as we can. The next project, uh, my goal is to have that done, Inspired Cooking Do, done uh, in, and published uh, by Memorial Day. So I'm right midstream of that. And it is uh, uh, Inspired Cooking is also available on Amazon. So uh, shaking it up, making an impact, and loving every minute of it. We love you guys. Thank you all for the floor. Thank you for the time. Thank you for such a wonderful, wonderful interview. This has been it's been incredible. All right, Marcella, what do you think about the man? Uh, he's he's sweet. He's very sweet, and and a lot of what he said was um, made me think a lot about my own life and my grandparents and great grandparents. The whole thing, you know, it was great. I can't wait to read the book. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be one of those things too. So I want to thank Clay again for being on our show today. My wonderful co-host, Marcella. And of course, all of you who are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you very much. And don't forget to upload a new episode of Beyond the Pen every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 5 Eastern Standard Time. And remember, you can head over to our website at www.beyondthepenpodcast.com. 
forward slash reviews forward slash new, or you can go on your favorite podcast app and tell us what you thought about today's episode. And follow us on Facebook to interact with other Facebook uh, fans on the show, get live updates on upcoming shows, and anything else me and Marcella can think of. So until next time, folks, remember to keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.